Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Dark Moon of Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also... Solo and Star Wars story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast. The Force is strong with you all. And remember, sit Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the Force be with you. Hello, and welcome to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is David. I'm Ray. I'm Alexis. And happy Star Wars Day. May the Force be with us all. <laughs> Until tomorrow when it becomes Revenge of the Fifth. Exactly. Yeah. So, I don't know about you, but uh, for my Star Wars day, it was uh, kind of sad because this was pretty much me. So, I was still working (laughs) for the Empire. I didn't take the day off. I didn't think anything spectacular was going to happen, which is usually the case. Uh, Last year, fortunately, I was able to go to Orlando and go to and experience Galaxy's Edge for the first time uh, during May the 4th. The whole week and uh it was it was awesome i spent time with our other co-hosts colin brooke matt and sam and it was a blast it was uh it was during kind of the the whole kind of covid situation where you couldn't interact with characters and um the the full experience wasn't there for me so hopefully when i go during celebration maybe we get a little bit more of that i know more characters are walking the park so yeah but yes, it is Star Wars Day. Did anyone here do anything special other than their usual work? I just had work. I was originally planning on coming home after work and doing making more progress on Sabe, but I'll do that later tonight. <laughs> I'll just pull an all-nighter. <laughs> I have a meeting with the local Reroll Tavern and have been invited to uh, sell my works at their Intergalactic Art Fair later this month. So there's that. Uh, had a couple of friends say they were upset. They were hoping for a Jedi Fallen Order 2 trailer to drop today. Although they were happy with the Kenobi trailer that dropped. So, you know. Yeah. So late last night, early this morning, I was on Twitter. And um, I was also simultaneously watching Moon Knight, the finale. Um, the last no spoilers. Episode. I haven't watched it yet. I liked it. Um, there, there's some criticism out there, but I liked it. But anyways, I was on Twitter. It just so happened. And this popped up and I was kind of, um, shocked and relieved. Cause I think we kind of almost promised our listeners that we're going to get a trailer today. So once this popped up, I was super excited. I was just wondering, okay, when is this going to drop? Um, didn't drop during the Moon Knight finale, but I figured it was going to drop somewhere around nine and 10 central, which is pretty much what it did. When I woke up, I saw the poster. Um, it's such a cool poster. That yeah. is really impressive. I love the double exposure. Yeah, Jamie oh. Honeycutt from our Facebook group was like, uh, uh, Obi-Wan still has Anakin in his heart. Oh! <laughs> oh, God! Oh, the symbolism! Oh, But yeah, the layering on that is really, really impressive. 
the fact that you can still make out all the wrinkles in Kenobi's shirt, jacket. I don't really know what you'd call that exactly what the terminology is for the Jedi cloak. But the fact that you can make out all that detail, plus you can actually see quite a lot of detail on Vader's chest plate and whatnot. That's very impressive layering on the light work. Not to mention the incredible lighting that you have with the two suns behind him, and yet you have this amazing uh, work on his face. Sorry, former photographer, occasionally I go into... Uh, no, I, I am right there with you. I was just going to talk about the color grading. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and that pop of color in the center, the red lights. Are the f- Smart choice, actually, to have that be the only real pop of color. That yeah. was very smart. Yeah, and his iconic lightsaber right next to him. I am. I don't think I can get more hyped for this TV show. Um, of course, you see right there, limited series. Um, I think the presumption, or I don't think they've officially said it's going to be in six the, episodes until in the today. Said yeah, six episodes. So yeah, so of course it's going to be May twenty seventh, which is Friday. It's no longer going to be the original Star Wars Day, which was May twenty fifth when A New Hope debuted. So we're going to get two episodes on May twenty seventh. While Ray and I will be at Celebration, hopefully there will be a screening at Celebration. There's a rumor out there that we will be able to get to see the two episodes on a large screen in large format. So hopefully that happens. That's what I woke up to today. But of course, they dropped the trailer. And I think we got to take a look at it. So I'm going to share my screen here. And we can kind of uh, talk about it and dissect it here. Let me get to it. And I'll play it. Actually, I gotta share my screen. Give me just a second. Good time to say that uh, if you don't follow us on YouTube, you should uh, go follow us on YouTube and you can see this. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. All right. So that looks like Dayu, the Blade Runner planet. Inquisitorious. Over will not survive. And this it's... makes me kind of wonder if that's the pretty much the only shot we're going to see of Luke. When the time comes, he must be trained, like you trained his father. I love that the they shade. brought back that actor. <laughs> the shade. You still want Kenobi? He's gone. I don't know who she is, but I love her already. I want every lowlife and bounty hunter. That appears to be Forlom from the Empire Strikes Back. That sounds like her speaking. Yeah. And Kumail's character. Y'all know who that is. Yep. And the red lightsaber right here. That's so cool. <laughs> I love how as soon as she yells, you can't escape him, it cuts right to that shot of the arm. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh, it's uh, so perfect. They don't give you a second to linger on escape who. It's like, no, they answer right away. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I she seems so cool. I am so excited. I don't even know what kind of like I don't know anything about her character, but I'm already excited. Maybe I was wrong, but it looked like her lightsaber had a uh, different style hilt on it. Like it had that hand. It looked like it had a handle. Yeah, like, it looks like more like a that, like, like a traditional like sword saber kind of exactly i thought that was kind of a if if that is the case i thought that was a cool design i love actually you went past it it's when she's doing the flip around uh go back yeah right there wait were those clones no i don't think there are clones anywhere Yeah, see what I mean with the hilt? I think that was the traditional blade for the uh, Inquisitors. Right nope. there? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it folds, I believe. Oh, okay. So it's not a what? complete circle. It's a semicircle, yeah. I believe that's what it does. You think something like that would actually be more standard issue on lightsabers? That makes a lot right. more sense. Right. Yeah, so what is your opinion on this trailer? I've, I've been hearing that a lot of people like just flat out loved it. Um, what's your opinion on it, Ray? Um, I loved it. I feel like it it gives us enough of like what the story is going to be. It's going to be the Empire tracking down remaining Jedi without giving like too much away. And it kind of introduces you to the characters so you get like a little flavor from that i mean i in a trailer i don't want too much given away and i think this was this was just enough to really like tease you with what's gonna happen right so pretty much up to here is when we start getting the new stuff so that's 27 seconds into a a minute 28 trailer and even so I, i don't think we really got a whole lot of new stuff per se but of course i mean it is a trailer and they don't want to show us everything but i was maybe kind of expecting a little bit of a little bit more of vader i mean it this isn't not a character that we've never seen before in action with the red lightsaber it's not like it's going to be a huge reveal so yeah i, I was think, just thinking maybe i mean we got it on the poster yeah we all i think they're saving it i yeah I'll, I'm not going to lie, though. I also am a tad worried that we're not going to actually get a Kenobi Vader face off until either the final or the penultimate episode there. I really feel they're going to dance around this. And maybe mm-hmm. that's why we're not seeing a lot of Vader is that they are really going to be building him up very much. So the Jaws effect, we're not going to see him and really get a good look at him. We'll hear his voice. We'll hear the breathing. We'll see him being assembled. Maybe we'll see him in that healing tube like we did in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we're actually going to see him standing, holding the lightsaber until the end. And that could be a good thing. Again, with Rogue One, they did the same thing and we get possibly the best ending of any Star Wars film out of that with him attacking uh, the rebels, which is still nothing short of amazing in my my book so yeah what do you guys think do you think that we're gonna have very limited vader on this 
Yeah, I think like with the trailer, they were definitely holding back on Vader because while we all know he's going to be in there, so it's not really a surprise. It's it's kind of like the big thing. Like we have Hayden Christensen back as Vader. Like, yes, it's a Kenobi series, but Hayden Christensen is back. And so I think they're they're just giving like little bits to kind of just like tease you like, hey, this is what's coming. But I I agree with you. I think they're going to we're not going to get too much Vader in the beginning that it's going to come mostly towards the end. Yeah, a lot of questions were raised when they moved the premiere from the 25th, a single episode to the 27th, which is Friday, that same Friday that week, the two episodes so is it possible that maybe we do get a little bit of Vader in the second episode? I mean, it's, I mean, what other reason do they have other than I think Miss Marvel is going to debut as well uh, shortly after. So I, I still, think there's I actually going to be, like... yeah, I, I think there's actually going to be some, some, um, I think Obi-Wan and Miss Marvel are actually going to run simultaneously at some points, I think. I think during the debut, I think this is actually the first time that that's going to happen for Disney Plus. Here, I'll uh, Wikipedia. I do think we're going to see some of Vader outside of his uniform. Otherwise, why would they have insisted on bringing back Hayden Christensen? Yeah, I think that's a given. I think we're going to see that plus flashback stuff. Flashbacks. Um, yeah, th that would be totally awesome if we got Clone War stuff. Um also, uh, in the teaser trailer, uh, you could see the out the silhouette of Tamir Morrison. So, clones? Uh, I think, yeah, I think clones? there's something to do with Tamir Morrison in this show. I'm not quite sure about the silhouette of that guy, though, even though it looks almost identical. It's so close. It's so <laughs> similar. Maybe. Um, Ms. Marvel premieres June 8th. Okay. So, yeah, we are actually. That's unusual. Usually Disney Plus spreads their original programming out a little bit more to make sure that they've got more than enough coverage. Disney okay. is known for not wanting its properties to fight against each other. Right, right. In the film sense, yes, totally. But it's a new ball game with streaming. So maybe maybe this is kind of a test run. I mean, that, that type of overlap is, yeah, it, it's not very common. But, of course, streaming is very young. Um, it is also possible that's just the only spaces they had. They do have quite a few other properties that they got to focus on pushing this year. Yes. Yes, they do. We covered the huge slate that they showed at CinemaCon for 2022-2023. And, of course, there's no Rogue Squadron on there, which is very peculiar. Um, got to keep rubbing it in. You guys are around LA, and I'm stuck here in the Midwest. Uh, actually, yeah, I'm in Texas and raised in Michigan. Never mind. <laughs> Michigan, <laughs> Missouri. I'm basically Canada. <laughs> and I can almost say almost Mexico because I'm in South Texas. And I can um, say almost middle of nowhere because it quite literally <laughs> is the center of the country. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the first nice little surprise there. Um, but even before that, Disney Plus dropped um, the Book of Buffett Gallery. And this was brand new, right? I had never heard of this actually being out on Disney+. Plus. I just saw someone post something on social media, and I checked, and it was there. And I was like, wow, I guess this is the first thing for May the 4th. So 
what did you guys think? I have been working all day, and then I came here, so I have not seen it. <laughs> I got about halfway through. It's essentially what you would get on a DVD. You know, okay. it is a behind-the-scenes feature, and it's about an hour long. It is... It's really fascinating. You know, we got interviews with Kathleen Kennedy, um, uh, John Favreau, Robert Rodriguez, Tamara Morrison, Migna Wen, a uh, couple of other members uh, whose names totally escape me. Uh, oh, uh, Jennifer Beals talks about uh, her character as the head of the sanctuary from the series. Uh, it's it is kind of fun to look at some of the stuff that went in there. You hear Tamara Morrison talk a lot about. Uh, some of the traditional Maori uh, influence of his heritage and how he brought that, especially the uh, stick fighting sequences, mm-hmm. which I thought was quite interesting. Uh, Ming-Na Wen talked about it. Okay, this actually kills me, if th- this interview. Ming-Na Wen is so bubbly and so just excitable, and you're like, this... This is Fennec Shan. This is Mulan. This is, I don't remember her name from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because she always plays such stern, stoic characters. And she's hilarious. She's so, again, she's bubbly. And they talk about she is a huge nerd. And she's discussing how she geeked out over getting to ride the animatronic Bantha. It's kind of like Stephanie Beatrice from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine being Mm -hmm. uh, Rosa uh, (laughs) with a super deep voice. And like, and then really playing tough. And then Stephanie's like, "Hi, I'm so bubbly." I'm like, "No." And her <laughs> yeah, because that's why like, they originally wanted weird. her to play Louisa in Encanto. But then when they brought her in, they actually did the voice cast. They're like, "Oh, you actually don't sound anything like Louisa." Okay, let's have you do Mirabelle. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, so also, weird seeing those side by side. Also, Carrie Jones, who was in the suit for Chris Anton. That was <laughs> interesting to actually see him for the first time and have him speak. And he spoke for a little bit. Um, also, they talked about Cad Bane, and um, I don't think they showed the actor who was in the prosthetics, but they talked about not wanting to give away those secrets, but having the mouth actually come through the prosthetic and making those special teeth. So I guess he could actually use his actual lips. That's what it looked like when I saw it. Um, it is fascinating just how far these prosthetics have come. Even Carrie Jones talking about how he can move Christant. Chrysant, whatever the yes, Chrysanthemum, yeah, Chrysanthemum's yeah. mouth, and he and it actually connects to his brow, so he can raise his brow and it oh raises Wookie's yeah. brow. It, it reminds me there was an interview uh, a while back that Anthony Daniels had with um, Alan Tudyk mm-hmm. uh, during Rogue One, because we know Alan Tudyk was the voice of I can't it's remember. The, thank you, I couldn't remember his number. Mm-hmm. And Daniels looks at him and goes, "Wait, so it's all motion capture?" <laughs> and Tudyk's like, yeah, and he's like, they screwed the plastic into my head. <laughs> and Daniel's just, man. just, yeah, just talking about how he's like, God, you're so lucky. <laughs> well, I mean, Anthony Daniels built a whole career out of being C3PO. Everything mm-hmm. that's done, video games, books, television, whatever, he's there for it. And I don't think he does anything else other than being C3PO, which is what we want. We don't want anyone to recast as oh. 3PO or any other character really. But yeah, it's um it was pretty interesting. I they they really kind of delved deep into their kind of thought process on taking on Boba Fett. And like you said, Kathleen Kennedy was 
was interviewed and she was talking about how bringing in Robert Rodriguez, there was a lot of Robert Rodriguez stuff. That was, that was also kind of surprising, but he was basically like the showrunner of, of the, of the whole thing. Um, how cool and yeah, is it to see him playing guitar with uh, Tamara Morrison? Yeah, he did the, his whole guitar thing. He does that on every film. And Tamara Morrison's actually a musician, and he played right along next to him. And they also, uh, I think they showed a scene where he's giving a tiny guitar to Grogu, and then they had the puppeteers grab it, and then he started playing the guitar. <laughs> So yeah, there, there's a there, there's a big connection between Rod Rodriguez, surprisingly, with George Lucas because I, I remember famously years ago he befriended George Lucas and George Lucas basically told him to stay in Austin, don't come out here, you're, you're it, it's not going to work out here for you. Stay in Austin, do your own thing, and he did. He did the whole Spy Kids thing, and he created Troublemaker Studios, and he's only he only lives 50 miles from me. Um, but yeah, I mean that was that was the cool thing where they, they they did talk about how his influence on Mando season two, that episode where Boba came in, how that gave him the confidence to bring him in to do the story. And it almost seemed like the way they spoke about the book of Boba Fett, they were talking about something other than what we actually got in the end, in a way. It seemed a whole lot more exciting and interesting and very kind of like steeped in the lore of Star Wars than what we got. But I think personally my expectations were like through the roof because I was expecting like all these bounty hunters, like Forlom, what we got in the trailer for Obi-Wan and Bosk and, and Zuckus. And it, w- it was different from what I think everyone was expecting. But the gallery episode, it's 62 minutes long for the Book of Boba Fett. It's totally worth watching. It's I think it might be more interesting than what we got with a uh, gallery for season one and season two. And I know you haven't seen the rest of it, Alexis, but they do go into detail, which was kind of surprising. They didn't do it for Mando season two gallery, but they do give us detail on this. Mark Hamill was actually there on set acting out everything that Luke did on screen, even to the point where he's picking up the lightsaber, presenting it to Grogu. I got a picture right here of it too. And he did pretty much everything. He was there, like you said, being on when was geeking out because Luke Skywalker was there in person. So it is great just how much Mark Hamill still resonates with that role. The fact that he has no qualms about coming back to the series after all this time and playing this part again. Yeah, yeah. When he was at Celebration in 2017, he just got up on stage, grabbed the mic and just started talking. And that was so awesome to see. Um, I believe it was right after the 40th panel. And immediately after that panel, George Lucas and Harrison Ford took the stage. They left, and then Mark Hamill got up, and he just started talking to the crowd, just telling stories. And it's so sad that he's not going to be there this year because, to me, he's such a huge part of Star Wars for me. I mean, he is like the king of celebration, basically, and he's not going to be there due to a prior film commitment. But yeah, it's just awesome that Star Wars is getting these people who want to come back. And I think that's what really kind of builds and and makes Star Wars as rich as it is because of the continuity, the connective tissue, and I just love it. And they do talk about that with Tamir Morrison. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy talked about the fact that 
she spoke with George Lucas about this fantastic actor he found in, in Australia, and it was Tamira. Um, and that was back in 2001 for the Clone Wars or for Attack of the Clones and how they talked about and kind of described what we all know, his story, how he's how he played the father of Jango Fett, who's, who's a clone and how they came back and brought him back. And he was still fit and able to be older Boba Fett. It's it's just a tremendous thing when that happens in Star Wars and it happens a lot. Same thing with Katie Sackhoff. I mean, she did a voice in Clone Wars. And they brought her back physically to be Bo-Katan, which it's unbelievable because I follow her on social media and she kept that secret like perfectly. She never let on to it. She only referred to all the other projects she was doing that she could talk about. Longmire and I think um, um, that one series on Netflix, I forgot what it was called. Something about life, like another life or something. But um, yeah, she's going to be at Celebration too. And um I definitely recommend you check out this gallery episode. Like I said, it's 62 minutes. It's all about the Book of Boba Fett. They also got uh, Doug Chang, who designed the Edwin Starfighter, to actually sit. I, I think he was one of the first persons to sit in the Edwin Starfighter on the volume or inside of the volume and have him go down the trench. And it was just Bearish Canyon, actually. And you could just see him in there just like just morphing back into a 12 year old you know and just just to see the pure joy on that man's face it, it was it was awesome i'm a huge fan of doug chang he goes to every celebration he does basically a powerpoint presentation of the history of that he's uh, what he's done on star wars and it, it it's so funny because it feels like i'm at my day job but it's star wars they're presenting to me and it, it's just incredible I can't believe he's not signing autographs and taking pictures with people. I, I think maybe if, because he's just on an open stage doing his presentations, I think maybe it's possible. Well, actually, now that I think of it, he had his own separate table right in front of the conference, the conference room that he gave that presentation. And that line was like super long. And he was doing it for free. He wasn't charging a thing. So that's something Did I you guys remember ever this see- time around. Did you ever see the clip? Uh, somebody did the uh, scene from Book of Boba Fett with the Mandalorian test riding his new cruiser through Beggar's Canyon. Somebody added a uh, highway to the danger zone to it. Yeah, I've seen those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's good symmetry there with Top Gun being released on <laughs> on the 27th as well. Oh, that movie's never going to make anything back. It's been delayed too many times. You think so? I've been hearing really good reviews on it. Oh, it's nothing against the reviews. I'm sure it's good. It's just that this movie has unfortunately been in delayed hell thanks to the end of the world. I just don't think it's going to... I just think it's too screwed. It's like the the No Time to Die James Bond film. No yeah. matter how good it was, it suffered too much because of all the yeah. delays. Yeah. Like The Man Who Killed Don Quixote? That film is cursed. Yes, it is. <laughs> that poor man <laughs> trying to make that film for years and years. Yeah, and Adam Driver dying. ended up in it, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like I said, it's not a case of I don't think the reviews are going to be good. I mean, it's not really my cup of tea. I'm probably not going to see it. But I just don't think it is possible for it to make its budget back because of the delays. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that, and I believe Stranger Things as well is dropping that same day. And I think a lot of people are going to have a little bit of issue trying to figure out what they're going to watch. Some crazy people are going to try and watch it all. 
I kind of have uh, to watch it all for uh, the Rattledge and broadcasting. I still got to find time to watch season two of Upload. Uh, Good show, yeah. by the way. I highly recommend it. So the other thing that kind of dropped here, um, it was actually late last night too. Uh, James actually sent me a text and he was at, I believe, or maybe it was his friend. I know James is in the comments right now. I think his friend sent him a picture of a pamphlet from Disneyland. Sorry for the because... corgi uh, commentary in the background, by the way. <laughs> so yeah, he sent me a pamphlet, a picture of a pamphlet that we're all going to see when we go to Star Wars night. And here it is. And he was I think he was saying that someone just left it. A park goer just like left it. They picked it up. And I don't think this had been released to the public quite yet. Because this goes for yesterday, tonight, and all the way to the 27th for Star Wars Night. And when you open it up here, you get to see some details that I don't think we'd ever known about. And when you look closely here, apparently there's going to be a lot of costume characters. If you look in the bottom right there's gonna be sabine ezra captain rex seven sister the cantina band ewoks ahsoka jawas tuscan raiders r2 3po vader maul stormtroopers bb8 kylo ren chewbacca ray and uh, Marathi there and it's like they're all gonna be walking around so it looks like the whole park will be open um so i'm kind of shocked um I know there's a lot of restrictions right now, but it looks like this is actually going to be worth the price tag. I think originally, I think I spent 130 for tickets, and they raised the price up because I bought my tickets in 2020. Then, of course, Celebration was canceled, and then 2022 is going to happen, and I think they raised the price by like $66, ironically. So I had to pay a little bit extra, and I think myself, James, Colin, and Brooke are for sure going. I'm not sure if anyone else on the podcast is, but... I'm not. Yeah. I'm jealous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah tickets sold out pretty quickly, and I think I have a map, too. Here's the map. Wow. So, yeah, if you look closely, you can kind of see... I know Frontierland... You're familiar with Disneyland, that's where the Ewoks are gonna be hanging out at. And I believe Tomorrowland, we just went over it. I think it I think it's gonna be the dark side. Um I'm just loving the idea of Ewoks running around what is essentially the old West sets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I I haven't been to Disneyland in millennia, but I just went to Disney World this last August. And I did get to go to the Galaxy's Edge there. I remember walking underneath the uh millennium falcon i took a picture of me underneath it sent it to my folks and i said i'm in geek heaven it just i am in heaven right now and i loved it there's there's two things one i love how the map is edited to look like a projection it's got like the the lines across it yeah, and two it took me so long to remember that disneyland is just one park and not multiple because I've only ever been to Orlando's. Which so, is four separate parks. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, there's going to be stuff in Galaxy's Edge and Magic Kingdom. Like, those are completely separate areas. That's like a long haul. Uh, but no, it's all in one place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't even imagine trying to time it in Orlando and hopping the, uh, the, uh, the, ra- the monorail back and yeah, forth between the parks you have to do it all in um 
Hollywood Studios, mm-hmm. which is not as big. No, you know, I think they are expanding. Like I said, I was there in August and they actually have a, an area that's boarded off with the Incredibles logo on it. Oh, so I think they're building the theory that I'm hearing is that they are building onto the Hollywood Studios area a superhero themed area, which will include Marvel and the Incredibles and such. Please, that's the rumor I'm hearing because want- yeah, they don't have a lot of Marvel stuff there yet. No, I want Avengers Campus in Florida, please. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we want the Spider-Man robot in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're also going to have um, Star Wars themed food as well. And I posted it on the Facebook group. Uh, so if you want to check out the individual meals, you can check it out there. But Overpriced blue milk. Enjoy. <laughs> I think there might be some perks like that might be free. I, I want to say I, I know it is free on the Star Cruiser, but of course on the Star Cruiser you're paying a whole lot of money. Um, but yeah. I think there are some perks. I'm not quite sure. I haven't really done a lot of research on what we're getting or what, but it seems like a fun night. I missed it in 2017. Um, I kind of regret it a little bit, but uh, I'm not sure if Colin went uh, or other hosts. But uh, I love that they actually have something called out of this world entertainment. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just so it's, it's cute and it's lazy at the same time. And I love that. Yeah. So Star Wars night is happening that Friday. So the day that Obi-Wan drops on Disney plus Friday night, but of course, Thursday night, we'll be getting ready to watch it at midnight Pacific time. So it shouldn't really conflict. We might be a little tired that day. I will be so tired. Yeah, yeah. Be jet lagged and tired. Yeah. You guys have fun with that. That weekend, I'm working NakaCon in Overland Park, Kansas. Big animation event. Or anime event, I mean. Yeah, cool. And something that's going to drop here. I know... Of course, we all know it's uh, May the 4th Be With You, Star Wars Day. And there was a lot of specials going on online. Uh, 20% off, 50% off. Did anyone happen to buy anything or see anything they wanted to buy? Nope. Nope. I got a lot of emails from various uh, t-shirt websites saying like 20% off their Star Wars stuff. But I just dumped a decent amount of money on Shark Robot to support uh, Vivzy Pop and Hell of a Boss and Has Been Hotel. So. so one of the first things I did when I woke up this morning was try to get on the Disney store just to see how bad it was. I, I didn't have the intention of actually buying anything. I did know about the Ahsoka Savers that were going to be like limited edition that they're going to offer on the Disney store, Disney World, and Disneyland. And I think they were limited at 6000 so apparently they're going to be it's going to be 2000 at the store 2000 at both parks. So this is the screen that I saw as soon as I woke up and automatically the Ahsoka Tunnel Legacy lightsaber hilts were sold out. So I had no chance of buying those. I did have a couple friends though on social media say that they did they were able to secure some. So did they say the, how much? I I I am girding so yeah, my that, that was, here. How much were they? Yeah, that was one of the things. The price wasn't listed anywhere. They were four hundred dollars. Oh, 
I feel it, bad for getting insulted with this last convention I did. Guy was selling $150 lightsaber hilts. <laughs> yeah, and James is saying the, the line at Galaxy's Edge was insanely long. <laughs> I gotta imagine. I mean, it's expensive, yes, but you are getting two sabers. So yeah. I can understand it being That's a true. little more, but still. I That's forgot 200 per saber. Right, right. And plus you get the uh the uh the limited edition uh box, the wooden box that comes in. You yeah. open it up and it plays. I think I believe it plays Ahsoka's theme. So, Ooh, you put yeah. that behind a glass case. <laughs> you know th- I'm sorry, but you know there's some parents who bought this for their kids and the kids are going to whack them around and break them in less than 12 hours. Yeah. Oh yeah. We know it's coming. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't let my kids touch that. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I've totally seen stuff like that before. When I went to 2015 celebration, I was in line for the celebration store, and um, uh, these young parents bought a Millennium Falcon for their maybe four or five year old. So he had it out of the box already, and he was just playing with it, and he co- would constantly just drop it on the floor. And it's like, oh my gosh, they spent like over $100 on that toy, and he's just destroying it. And people were just like staring at what was going on and just not saying anything because yeah, that the store at that point was was kind of a mess. Um hopefully it's like that it's not scene in Unbra- time. It's like that scene in Unbreakable where Samuel Jackson nearly sells the comic and then he finds out that the dude's giving it to his kid and he's like, I'm sorry, you seem to assume this is a toy store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's gonna be a variety of people. I don't know so much at this celebration because it does feel like there are a lot of people that are uh, that have chosen not to go due to uh, a myriad of reasons. But uh, we are still technically in a pandemic. Got a lot right, of people right. who do not want. To, I mean, I know that we're doing better, and I'm hoping that anyone who attends this celebration has been fully vaccinated with the boosters. But I do understand if there's a lot of people who don't want to go and be in a crowd that large with or without a mask. Yeah. I I totally agree. Um, it's a tough thing that we're in right now, and yeah, we're still not out of it. Masks are required, and hopefully, we will have some masks if you uh, uh, do see us on the show floor. Um, so yeah, um, it's going to be interesting what the protocol is going to be. I don't think they've released that quite yet. Um, I know there's always a long a long line to get in day one, and I know for the Anaheim Convention Center, it's set up to where you have to walk around the convention center to go in to line up. But along the front where everyone takes their group pictures, usually you know, the 501st does this. They, it's usually in front of the fountain. There's a line of glass doors that they'll eventually unlock and allow people to walk in after the, the first people are let in. I'm not sh- quite sure how long after they did that for 2015 when they had it in Anaheim. But um, yeah, you can enter and exit. I mistakenly entered through there after the Force Awakens panel, not knowing where to go. Um, There's no signage. So I basically kind of just ended up with all the VIPs because they, they're allowed entrance 30 minutes beforehand. And I just kind of got in line and I was like, I guess this is it. So yeah, it worked out though. I, I got to do some cool stuff before (laughs) anyone else. But uh, yeah, so um, one of the presentations that was done today was 
for Hasbro Pulse. And I don't have pictures of it, but they are releasing the Obi-Wan Force Elite Black Series Saber. And they are releasing a Vader helmet that you can pull off top. And it's actually, it it has the detail that you've seen inside um, from Return of the Jedi, where you see the mics and all the wires and the circuitry. Um, I'm not sure if it's screen accurate, but it looks pretty cool. It looks a whole lot better than the one they released prior to. Um, But the only bad thing is you won't be able to have them in your hands until spring of 2023. You can pre-order now, I believe, but it's a long wait. And that's, I don't like that. (laughs) I've bought stuff like that before, like the Darksaber I have now and some of the helmets I have. And the wait is so long. And for the Razor Crest back here. The wait was like years, it felt like. I'm but, still um, waiting on the Ray Saber to be restocked on the Disney store. I'm pretty I sure you'll find sucker. some at Celebration. I was going to say, I saw that when you posted that about the Ahsoka Sabers, it said flat out, you have 10 minutes to shop. It's like, you better go in knowing exactly what it is you want to yeah. buy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no browsing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of played it to where I think a lot of this stuff is still going to be available afterwards there was nothing really that i saw that i had to have um i do want to get the pin and maybe the key um so and i i got i bought the pin i think two years ago and i'm looking at it right now it's on my it's on my cork board but the may the force be with you logo came upside down and it's like soldered on so i can't take it off and and i sent an email to to the store and they were like okay we'll send you a new one and they never did so but yeah, it's it's unique. So, <laughs> so another cool thing that's gonna be at celebration that I that I thought um, Hot Toys is gonna have a booth, I believe, and they're going to, since it is the 20th anniversary of Attack of the Clones, they are going to release these guys in <gasps> hot toy form. They're so cute. I love the weathering on both R2 and 3PO. Yeah, I was going to say, they're so cute and beat up and dirty. I love it. The accuracy for Hot Toys is both amazing and terrifying. Yeah. Like, the faces on those things. That's not Attack of the Clones uh, C-3PO, though. That is uh, Force Awakens C-3PO. He's got the red arm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't think he has a red arm. I think it's just the uh, the lighting, maybe. He's like in a red environment. Well, I mean, in Attack of the Clones, um, 3PO still has the, I'm going to call it the antique nickel armor. That's yeah. the closest finish I think we're going to compare it to because it's not the gold yeah. armor yet. And that is undoubtedly gold weathered armor. That is not the antique nickel finish. I think I'm agreeing with you here. I know they are offering each of the droids separately in uh, their own boxes. And I have some pictures here of what you can actually do with them. Say, so do you have uh, measurements, how big they are? Uh, I don't. I don't have them here. I'm pretty sure they're on the Sideshow web- website. But yeah, 3PO in Attack of the Clones had that kind of like rust finish to them right yeah see over there it looks like the antique nickel finish yeah 
That is so many accessories on R2-D2. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much everything. I love it. Yeah, you got the rockets on the shoulders. Okay, this is probably going to be a deep cut, and a lot of people probably aren't going to get it, but that photo reminds me of a design that Olin Rogers had. Olin Rogers does YouTube videos um, called Battle Bear, and it's just a bear with a shield, and he has arrows like in his chest or shoulder or whatever, and he said... Olin said, uh, Battle Bear is so tough, he put those arrows in himself. And that's that's what that photo looks like. Because it just looks like R2 has a bunch of arrows just sticking out of his torso. <laughs> and R2 just, is so tough, he would have put them there himself. I was going to say, I'm just having fun trying to remember what each... Okay, I see the grappling arm. I see the saw from uh, Jedi. Uh, let's see. I see the little uh, shocker prong from... I want to say that's Revenge of the Sith. So, and of course, we got the radar on the top from Empire. Yeah, he did shock some Ewoks with it, I believe. <laughs> well, didn't he also shock a couple of droids in Sith? Uh, I know he cut Leia's chain as well, right? No, no, he cut the ropes. I thought, I don't think he cut the chain. I thought he like shocked the chain, like he used heat, like a laser or something. Oh yeah, my yeah, god, yeah. I need to go back and rewatch. Like a flamethrower? Yeah. No, I, like I said, I think it was a laser. Yeah, it, it looked if memory serves, it looked like a tiny, like, electrical like, shock. Yeah, because it wouldn't have been a saw. Saw would have taken her chain was thick. It would have taken way <laughs> too long for that saw to cut through. But we did see the saw when he cuts through the net uh, when they're ca first captured by the Ewoks. Right, right. And his little radar at the top mm -hmm. from Empire. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty cool piece. I'm very tempted to, to buy this when I get there. I'm trying to tell what that big black one is right in the center. Okay, it's kind of in the lower center. Essentially, uh, it's underneath the saw. I think it would you could kind of count as like where his belly button It almost be. looks like he's holding a blaster of some type yeah that's what i was thinking although or maybe it, like a maybe like a star wars version of like a screwdriver electric screwdriver i thought actually it looked like a portable fan at first yeah. it does look like a portable fan <laughs> <laughs> it's to blow out all the sand <laughs> well possibly yeah and I can't tell what that long silver... Okay, uh, so we see the the winch grip, and above it you see the smaller grip, but there's like a big silver-looking thing underneath that smaller grip, and I have no freaking clue what that is. Yeah, I see the little grabbing arm from Empire. Mm -hmm. when grabbing yeah, when he grabbed the, the light. Yeah. yeah, still one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. <laughs> It's like great, wonderful, all powerful Yoda hitting the droid with a stick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that scene never gets old. And that gave us uh, seagulls stop it now. So, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The bad it never It never ends to bless mm. it. It's a never ending pool of blessing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, that's pretty much all I had for today. Um, did you guys want to talk about anything else that uh, maybe popped up or that you can remember from the day? The day was kind of a blur for me. I, I worked and I tried to keep up with social media as much as possible. And 
I probably should have took the day off. It's Star Wars Day. But uh, yeah, anything you guys wanted to uh, chime in on and talk about? I don't have anything in particular. Yeah, there there was something that we missed on last podcast. There's actually a Boba Fett billboard in Times Square. Have you guys seen this? No. So I'll play the video and uh, I'll get your reactions afterwards here. But this is in Times Square, and this was just installed. I think the actual physical billboard part was there already, but the actual animation or the video that they that I believe ILM created was just put there recently. And it's been weeks since Book of Boba Fett ended, but here it is. I'll, I'll play it. Okay, Pretty wild, have, right? That must have been so boring for our uh, audio <laughs> version. I'll, I'll cut it there. I'll cut it there in the audio podcast. It just gets dead silent. Like, is uh, wrong? Yeah, because that was nothing short of amazing okay. looking. My question, though, is does it only work from that angle? No, I don't it, think so. it works from every angle. Yeah. How? How yeah, does that's that... wild, right? Yeah. It's a screen. How does that? Because it can't know where you're looking at it from. It's a solid screen. Yeah. It's a screen that's folded in the corner. It's got to be projecting a different angle from the other side. It's got to be programmed to have basically two movies playing at two different times or at the same time my brain is gonna explode just trying to figure it out i need my brain already did explode but you you get what i'm saying right like each angle has got to be programmed to project a different angle from the screen so so each pixel has to actually be like something like physically protruding out and then emitting light all over it for every angle of the, the eyeball can actually be at yeah Yeah, that's the only way something like that works uh what we can do nowadays is amazing with that kind of stuff so ray maybe you can go on a field trip to new york and check it out um i blew all my money going to celebration so So yeah, if any of our listeners um, that were listening to the dead silence there uh, can maybe check it out and like maybe post a video on the Facebook group or any of our social media, that'd be cool because yeah, it is kind of a mystery. I know there is a video that was released about how ILM worked on it, but I don't think they really went that far in depth to describe how the human eye can actually detect uh, like a like a hollow. Um, like box essentially and kind of see through a tv that way because like if it was like a projection like a hologram i could get yeah. that right. you could probably get that from different angles but it's a flat screen on a corner i would say pro- so- a light pro- projection on the screen would make more sense we see stuff at disney world and disneyland do that kind of stuff all the time they use multiple projectors to do on to project a solid image onto a 3D surface, similar to what we see them do with the light show on the castle at mm-hmm. night. Yeah. So, but no, that's that's a screen. That's not a that's a screen with pixels. That's something else. That's incredible. Yeah, you can't even do that with like Pepper's Ghost or anything. Is it Pepper's Ghost? Is that the right term for it? I don't know. I know they do that with uh, Beauty and the Beast thing in like Disneyland Paris or something. 
but I don't know. I'm rambling at this point. My brain, my brain just shut down. <laughs> yeah, I think. Sorry, I need to find figure it out. I need to see a behind the scenes making up for that. Yeah. 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 I believe I posted that video. Although, like I said, I don't think they truly went that in depth. I think it's a four minute long video. But mm. yeah, yeah, you can check that out on YouTube as well. So yeah, that's pretty much all I had. It was um, it was a more eventful. May the 4th than, than usual since we got the Kenobi trailer and then we got the Book of Boba Fett gallery and they gave us two things this year um, and the announcement of some of the some of the toys that we'll get far, far in the future. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. It was kind of a boring day for me since I was at work, but um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. If you want to uh, find us, follow us. Of course, we are on Instagram at Star Wars Stuff Podcast. We're also on Twitter at Stuff Pod. Uh, we have a TikTok. Ray has a bunch of videos there. Facebook, we have a page. We have a group. Patreon, we're about to kind of rehaul Patreon and add a whole bunch more content. Also, um, our email address. I know we had someone contact us, and I'm going to save it for the next show because I think he kind of addressed uh, some of the more uh, familiar and more hosts, and uh, he kind of wants to get all of our opinion. So we're going to address it then. Um, also, write a review and give us five stars on Apple. That's been awesome in helping out the podcast. And also, of course, like and subscribe on YouTube. Um, we're always there. Every podcast we do, it's going to be on YouTube from now on. So that is it. My name is David. And for Ray and Alexis, may the force be with you. Always. Always. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.